Good morning, Mark Noodleberg. Welcome back to the lineup. Great morning. Welcome back to another Noodleberg Daily Huddle. Excited to be back in the lineup, but it was nice yesterday to watch the show and just get to enjoy the content from the audience. And what a great conversation it was about the old Bobby Knight and uh, the dichotomies of leadership in today's world. Uh, today's guest will probably shine in, being that uh, Indiana is... Uh... And Indianapolis is his home base. But uh, yeah, great conversation, totally on the fly. And that's one of the cool things about this show is just, you know, something pops up in the world. And just as if you were meeting people in a coffee shop, you just break open a conversation and away you go and do it. And so it was super fun. Um, you uh, spent the day as um, doing the daddy duties in, in addition to working. I loved your post this morning. Just uh, comment on it if you would. Yeah, just, you know, it, you know, I try to make it every day, but we do, you know, daycare pickup and then we walk the dog and take Jules for a bike ride. And, you know, it is a calendar block on my calendar so that when people say, hey, you know, can you do something at 430? I'm like, no, I can't. I got 4.30 to 5.30 really blocked to go get to daycare, pick up jewels, come home, do the walk and do the stuff. I did a call after that with Brian Urge and I did a call before that with Robin Raphael. So I was bookended with work on both sides of that, but I was still able to get there and see him at school, which was a blast because he didn't even really want to go home. He wanted to play with his toys and do his stuff. And then we did our walk and it was just really great. And Gabby was on a day trip to Houston. So it was cool to just have boy time. And uh, it was a real blast. So it inspired me to write about it this morning. I, I'm glad. Like a lot of the work that I'm doing as the year ends is time management stuff. I have two um, group sessions that I'm doing on time management because people are saying, wow, I'm running out of time and that's complete bullshit. There's no such thing, you know? So you talked about blocking the time, you know, blocking and tackling to its best. And so I'm proud of you. I'm God, glad I got to spend some time with him on, uh, FaceTime. on FaceTime. And the fact that he's yelling out Poppy, man, is blowing <laughs> I know that made your night last you know, night. Yeah, well, you know, for me. He actually heard your voice. He did right. it by hearing your voice on, on speakerphone which was super cool, but I'm super excited to have Bert on the show today. Like I met Bert four years ago when I first moved down to the market through LinkedIn, the way you're supposed to do it. We had a call. I told him what I was doing and then, you know, just the way the world works, it continued to bring us closer and closer together through Joe and through all of the other people that we connected with. But, uh, just I love Bert. I've always looked at him as a role model and somebody that I've tried to model myself after in the marketplace. So super excited to share his journey on the show today. I agree. I would call it the Mutual Admiration Club. I love who he is. I love what he does. No more bullshit. Shay, wake this thing up. Let's play his uh, walk-up music and let's get to Bert Miller.
Mark, that's Virginia Tech song. Well, yeah, right? so like Bert, like the unbelievable <clears throat> walk-up song. But for me, that yep. has real memories of Black Blacksburg on like a Thursday night primetime TV, and that place just absolutely rocking, and all of the fireworks going off as that drum solo hits right there, like just good stuff. Yeah, that well, that's the reason I picked it, by the way. Uh, really it was funny oh yeah yeah i have i have other songs i love but i picked out when i go yeah, I'm, I'm on with noodleberg market is down there florida state vodtech <laughs> that's back when vodtech was really good when you were there Florida. yeah state. just the energy of that song bringing you know intro introducing the team is amazing yeah we played against them tyrod taylor was there i mean they were you know we played against them in the acc championship they were a very yeah. very good program when i was when i was at florida state fun games so let me kick this thing off we know you we love you um, i know you as an entrepreneur i know you as a disruptor i know you as a dad i know you as a football fan but our audience doesn't so our first question is usually who the hell is bert miller <laughs> yeah well, great well it's very broad i can go a lot of different directions <laughs> but at the end of the day um i grew up and you guys already alluded to it indiana i grew up in a small town in northern indiana I uh, had the had was blessed to be one of the first. So I was the first one to go to university in my family. So I had that opportunity to do that. And my parents um, somehow they were able to they stayed close to home and never had that opportunity to somehow encourage me to really look beyond my horizon that I was given and uh, always told me to listen with my ears, see with my eyes, and make my own decisions. And uh, that's what you know. That's what I've always done. That's what I'm doing today. And it's what I'll continue to do. So did you go to IU? No, no, I went to Ball, Ball State, State, baby. Oh, that's Ball right. Ball State, yeah. <laughs> you've always been on the ball. You see, you've always yeah, been man. on the ball, man. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, so tell Ball us State. about your career, because you do so much. You're a groundbreaker in so you know in so many areas. Like, give us the scope yeah. of what you do every day. Well, early on, my dad was an entrepreneur. He he tried to you know to open various businesses when I was a kid, so I got to see it firsthand uh, from the front row seat. But then, I, when I went to university, I came out of school and interviewed with the NJ Gallo Winery. Went to work for Gallo for a number of years. Oh wow! Um, and that's yeah, that's a great great experience. Talked to a recruiter, ironically enough, <laughs> and landed. Landed with uh, Revlon North America, spent about seven years there. And then, you know, we've been talking about family. Um, my, you know, I, I was able to, my, my first child was born. Um, my second my second child was born. So I had a, a daughter and a son. 
At the time, my daughter was about nine years old, and she was making some fast-pitch softball all-star teams. My son was starting to play t-ball. I needed to find a way to need to find a way to be with them and coach them, and you know, be be that person with them and blocking out those times during the day, Mark, as you're as you're doing. And so um, I took the leap and started Protus Global at that point in time, and it really enjoyed the ride. And when once I got into Protus Global, we started building a retained search firm that uh, kept me very close to the world I grew up in, which is consumer products. I started learning the whole, the nuances of corporate America, and it's just been an amazing ride all the way through. Uh, later on, starting a staffing firm that I acquired MRI Network, which we had a successful exit out to a public company. And today, um, the last few months, I've jumped on a board of a company that's bringing uh, some technology here to the U.S. that will turn air into water. So that's my, that's my career resume. So when I met you, I had just started at ESPN and obviously I was connected to Joe and you started to show up in the content. And I was like, I don't know who this guy is, but he's a badass and I got to know him. So I reached out through a message and said, hey, would you do virtual coffee with me? And you did. And we had a great initial conversation. I was learning about how you were starting to move in like the MRI network thing was like just in the infancy stages. And yeah. I think you even told me like, I couldn't even talk about it publicly yet. And then a year later I was entering into my entrepreneurial journey and we mm. got on the phone again and we started talking. And one thing you told me was always keep in mind the role that talent is going to play in your business. He yeah. said, you, you said, don't ever forget about the role that talent's going to play. Can you talk to people about that on how that's been a philosophy of yours and what that really means? Yeah, I think, you know, when I, we deal with a lot of organizations and you, you, you can see the whole, the whole gamut. You, you have people that are trying to, they're recruiting folks and, and it's interesting that how people make offers and how they, you can always tell how and what they believe in the talent in the organization. And what I mean by that is, you know, like the company that I'm, I'm just I'm just starting with, Air to Water, an air water company. You know, the, the global CEO there, he's committed. He's looking. He knows, you know, he gets one time to be new in the U.S. and he understands the importance of hiring the right talent. But we deal with so many hiring leaders that either culturally they they have a toxic organization, uh, they um, they want to hire somebody on the cheap. Uh, you see it. You see them. You see it. You see it in sports all the time as well. You know, and so uh, the the the, ch the people that really want to be champions in the business, they really um, they they understand uh, their story. Uh, they understand that they have a mission and a north star. They able they're able to articulate that to uh, the marketplace, which then they become a destination. People become magnetized and attracted to that. They're, and as they tell the story to me, they have their North Star. Then as they recruit people, that that's who they are in their own connected tissue, in their DNA. They bring those people in and they go after the best talent. And they're going to pay them appropriately. They're going to put them in the right role that's appropriate. And they're going to give them the support and resources that are appropriate. And those are the companies that ultimately win. I look at Coca-Cola. If you want to look at a large, large organization, Coca-Cola with 300,000 people in that organization is one of the most amazing companies that you know that runs where all the, the story the story just cascades through an entire organization it's really it's really interesting 
So how does somebody get to being a Coca-Cola? How do you go from being a three-person, five-person, 10-person, 50-person shop and scale the right way so that you can have the story cascade that way? What's the key to success in that? Well, to scale, you need a foundation. I mean, the foundation starts with who you are and where you're going. And if you if you have a business and you cannot articulate your North Star in under five seconds, you have a problem. So you have you're just you're, you're building on sand at that point in time. You're hiring, you're losing. You, you, you hire somebody good, something you lose this person over here. But when you have the foundation and you live to that every single day, and that's part of your story and who you are, people become. It's not a job anymore. They're they're part of something. And and as humans, we want to be part of something. You know, we don't want to just go in and clock yeah, in. Right. We want to be, right. yeah, yeah. We want to be part of something. And then when you're able to do that, it, it builds off one another. And then you have your team that is rowing in the same direction toward that North Star that you are, that then attracts others. And so you become a destination. Again, you become that destination versus having to continue to, you know, hire fire whatever you might do. So I, you, I have a question. Yeah, yeah. yeah go ahead. So. Um, Mark alluded to the fact that you met on social media. I met Joe the same way you were my conduit to Joe. So we were early adopters of social media. You built your personal brand. And for those that don't know, LinkedIn started as a recruiting tool. So those people like me said, I'm recruiting clients and relationships. Let me use the same tactics because you were an early doctor, I want to know what the impact of people thinking they can recruit themselves versus hiring a firm like yours, which is highly specialized. Because I think, you know, we live in this do-it-yourself mentality and that kind of, you know, sort of dilutes the power of somebody who really knows what the hell they're doing. Yeah, well, you know this. I mean, you, you do it every single day, Steve. I mean, um, when you look at when you when you look at LinkedIn, particularly today, but uh, even at the beginning, in its own way, it became a a, a job posting service. And it, I just think when I look at job postings, I see it devalues the opportunity, the role, uh, in many ways. But it also creates a lot of white noise too. There's a bunch of people, and and so those who understand that it is there isn't it, 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 there, there is a lot of white noise and have the ability to start to separate themselves in the way that they provide uh content whether it be you know educational content or you're informing them within a particular sector or space that you work in or in, a, in like what you guys do every single day with your inspiration and inspiring people to, to get out of bed and do what they do each day which i think is fantastic that it has meaningful content. And now you're starting to separate yourself from those others, and and people start their eyes start to to look at you to bring content. Even even people that don't even give you an impression, they may not even uh, I'm, I'm sorry, engagement. They may not engage you with a like or a comment, but they know what the hell you're doing. And it's it's so very important that you're you're consistent, and it's so very important you are who you are. And and people either not everybody's going to love your stuff, but the ones that do are going to that will be part of your tribe they will start to migrate toward you um, great answer but i want to i want to take you one more level because a lot of the companies we have 
have recruiting coordinators who don't do nothing more than spend money, put a LinkedIn ad up and they go, yeah. I'm recruiting. So I, I want, if you can, without giving away the secret sauce, I mean, we were talking about Coca-Cola, they're not giving you the secret sauce. You know, what, what separates a firm like yours from somebody who says I can do it myself? Yeah. Thank you. I, I didn't really answer your question. Uh, I think one of the things that you, you know, what we do is when you engage with somebody and you, and you find them on LinkedIn is you, you have the ability to uh, connect with them through their, through them. I mean, people want to talk about what their personal scorecard is. People, we all make decisions personally, professionally, financially, and that's how we make those decisions. And when you're just calling or you're in mailing or whatever you're doing on LinkedIn, and you have no way to that person of any common denominator or do not know how to approach them, you be, it becomes very transactional. And when oh, you, you. And, and so, and so these customers, when they have, it's become, or these companies, they become very transactional in their approach because they're moving fast and they have, they have, they have the pressure to, to go build their organizations versus us, which we do it for a living. It's the same thing. I mean, you don't, you know, you don't go to, you know, um, a dermatologist, and you know, to get brain surgery. So it's it's the same thing. So I want to ask: You've been on this platform from its inception, and I've seen it just in the last five years rapidly change. The amount of people that are putting out content to begin with, still not not as ma- not as many users, still an unbelievable place to get organic reach and do all the things that you had in the beginning, but you've definitely seen the style and the LinkedIn influencer, and you've just seen people kind of migrate to different stereotypes, if you will, inside of the platform. What's kind of your thoughts on the way that the platform has grown, the amount of in-mail and spam that people are getting now? What's your thoughts on, on where it's come from and where it is now? Yeah, well, um, it's a much, much more elevated Facebook. I mean, um, unfortunately, it, it's gone that way. And you get, I'm sure you guys get them in your, your emails every single day, as I do. You know, there's all the solicitations. You know, somebody writes a nice note, they want to connect, you hit, connect, hit that, you hit to connect, and they hit this bell, and all of a sudden, boom, hey. <laughs> and it's just like, it, it's lazy. Do you want to buy a franchise? Do you lazy. want to buy a franchise? It's lazy. It's just lazy. It is lazy. And for those that are out there that are doing that, I'm sorry, but you know, you're not sorry. Lazy. I'm not sorry. Hey, I'm sorry. I, yeah, yeah, you're, you're <laughs> being, you're, you're call being, them yeah, what you're they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So somebody had put, or Rich had put in the in the questions, which I, I wanted to ask you when you said it. What's your North Star? You you've built a lot of different organizations. You've led a lot of different teams. You've continued to grow and evolve. What's been the North Star that's attracted great people to you? Yeah, building companies, changing lives. It's really simple in our team. If you ask our, yes, our team, that I, I would be disappointed if they didn't say that. Um, oh, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Building companies, no, lives. And we, because look, uh, that was one of the things. Like Michael Vitar, my business partner, who's been with me twenty-seven years. Um, you know, he, he was a candidate. And then when I talked to him, he said, man, something is really, really different. And he didn't know, he did not know I, I, I'd started the firm and owned the firm. 
we we just treat people differently you know again through the scorecard methodology and getting to know them versus a transaction later on we we placed him at, uh, at another consumer products company and then when i got word he's considered making a move i flew him to indianapolis back when you could actually go to the gates and um uh, he joined protus global and and he's continued that process has been and been great at helping us build out that really that what i would call our dna and and building companies that change lives we've been able to do that and i think when you come from the pr prospect of you know it's not just about making a placement or placing somebody at a company but we're talking to literally hundreds hundreds of people every single day or week definitely every week hundreds of people you're impacting those folks even the ones that don't get the role who then have partners husbands boyfriends you know girlfriends older children, whatever the case may be. And that cascades all the way through to their families across the board. And literally you're impacting thousands of people. You don't even know, you know, you're impacting. So it's just, it, it's what it is. You're building companies and changing lives, man. So um, you've done a lot. And by anybody's standards, you've had a phenomenal career, well-respected by your peers. What drives you today? I mean, a lot of the CEOs that I work with, are saying, well, I'm never going to retire because that's not in my DNA. I'm going to look for something else. Now, this is a loaded question because I know you're into something new that I want yeah. you to share with people because what you're attempting to do is a heavy lift, but it's really exciting. Yeah, it is. Um, building a transforming businesses. I, I think I've found kind of my calling in that, um, you know, I've, I've been blessed. I've, I've worked in corporate America. Uh, I started I started two companies from scratch um, that have had reasonable amount of success. I've been on the buy side of a company that was in at the time in disarray and really struggling to continue to survive um, quite candidly. Uh, and then been on the sell side of that company um, that uh, was a successful exit to a public company. And then now getting a chance to be on a board of an organization that will be public so it'll be a public board of directors which will be a kind of a new experience and then i've had the opportunity to then in, invest early on in beverage companies so the opportunity to make an impact in these businesses particularly at the right time of where they are um and then do it with really really great people that's the thing that just keeps me going and it drives my wife nuts i mean she really wanted me to she really wanted me to do something yeah she wanted to like she thought she was going to travel all over when you know we we uh exited the other company and that's not been the case when does the book come out the 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 the, the timeline yeah. that you just gave when when do i get to read this book you know what Tell me where to go to get that done. I have actually thought about that, quite honestly, because it, there's, there's a lot more depth. Anybody out there writes books, please reach out. Done. We'll create that introduction for you a thousand percent because I would love to read that story. I know that you're constantly educating every day through your LinkedIn platform. Your content is always spot on. But I would love to read that in a, in a concise version to where it's really boiled down to the nuggets and the journey that you've gone through. Because every time I've had a, a virtual coffee with you or a conversation with you, we've gone to overtime. Now on the Noodleberg Daily Huddle, we're going to overtime. Hey, get some overtime. Uh, Burke, can you stay a few? And we'll go to overtime. 
Just so you know, that's a badge of honor. Like if you were a boring guest, we would say, hey, thanks for coming and get the hell out of here. (laughs) So So you're so you're in this talent space, right? You've seen the work. You've seen the workforce evolve over all these years. I would love if you could drop a couple of skill sets or a couple of skills that people should be really focusing on in terms of being the best professional they could be in today's workplace. Yeah, look, if I were trying to help people and, and give them some advice for their career, it's it's really depending on where you are. But if you're if you're early in your career, get to know who you are. I mean, you have to find out who you are as an individual. Um, the other thing I'd say, look, take a look in the mirror and be honest with yourself and know that every decision you're making today is going to impact where you are five years from now. I mean, that's you know what we're doing today is going to impact where we are, you know, five years from from this very moment. And and I don't know that we always realize that we kind of get caught in our moment. And, and, and the that only happens. reason why we're here is what yeah. we did five years ago. Yeah, well, right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Bingo. Uh, the, the people you hang with, obviously you've heard this phrase, but the, it's so true. The people you hang with uh, will tell you what your future is, is going to be because you, what you have to do, you have to be willing to be uh, around people that are better than you. And that give you really, really honest feedback. And if you're not humble, or if you're not open to that, um, you're, you're not going to learn. Um, I was told very early in my career to study those to where, you know, if there's some place you want to be, study those people. And then, again, I met, he mentioned the scorecard, but just understand who you are, as I mentioned earlier, and that there's, that's how we make all of our decisions. If I were doing that, that those are the things I would do. And I would also, lastly, learn to network. I... I did not really become a great networker until I was in my 40s. And for your, if you're young out there, man, uh, learn to network very, very early. It, it will catapult you beyond places that you don't even realize that you'll, you can go. So then my, my final question for you would be, what's on your scorecard? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting question. Uh, my, you have my to kill you. He'll tell you, but he'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My wife, wife, my wife will never see this. Uh, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> no, my personal scorecard really is to spend as much time as I can. I'm, I'm you know, I'm definitely a, a father, a husband, and now a newly minted grandfather. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, he's he's an awesome man. So, uh, really, to spend time with them is really one of my personal goals, and give them all the time I have. You know, I'm 62, so you know, father time is undefeated. So, you want to make sure you you carve out those times. But that doesn't mean you can't continue to be relentless and, and pursue things business-wise. So, you know, today, you know, public company board of directors, Protus Global doing that. But uh, I'm looking forward to bringing this new technology to the U.S. And we open open up the U.S. air to water. Um, and then parlay that into, you know, starting to build relationships in private, I mean, at very high levels of private equity to do other things with those firms. Because... You know, uh, I need to, I need this story to happen to work to continue to build that resume. So I'm continuing to build a resume at 62. Um, financially, uh, you know, there's I, 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 there's no number. I mean, there's no number for me. I, I think I think in, from my perspective, if you take care of the family, you, you you do the things professionally you're passionate about. The byproduct in the end is you'll be able to take care of yourself. You know, financially. Yeah. Yeah. Bert, you uh, you surpassed the bar, crushed the bar, and uh, just absolutely dominated. Learn the hot seat. 
Thank you so much for all of the wisdom that you share. Thank you for being a guest on the show. Thank you for being a friend and a mentor. And uh, what can what can the Noodleberg Daily Huddle Tribe do to help Bert? No, I want to I want to come. I want to bring it back to what you guys do every day. Thank you for what you do. Your when you kick off the show, the energy, um, the positivity, and the and the conversations and the content you're bringing to your audience every single day is inspiring. I know there's people getting out of bed every day to to watch you guys. So I really just want to thank you for what you do. Thank you. Appreciate that. Dude, to be continued. Like I said uh, yesterday, and I don't know if everybody knows the answer, but what do you get when you two put two bald guys together? You get an ass, man. <laughs> <laughs> awesome great, stuff. Man. Everybody have a great weekend. We will see you guys on Monday. Bert, thank you again. Let's get down to business. Thank you. Come up, please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. Friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down.